Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell. He scores the ball and he rebounds well. Don't fight the future. Welcome. This is 77 Minutes, the Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The only Mavericks podcast that doesn't have any computers at all. I'm Tim Cato. I write and talk about the Mavericks. We've got Dave Dufour. We've got Austin Gurria. We are doing a mailback question, a listener question. One question we got from Slingy24 was, do we have computers? And no, we just use our brains, man. We just, we just vibe. You know, just like, we're just, we're just like, we're in the cloud. Professor you know? X. That's right. Exactly. We just exist. Exactly. Um, so the reason we're doing this is that 77 minutes is going on a off-season hiatus until most likely the week of training camp. That's the expectation. Um, it's possible that we will sprinkle in a pot or two in the meantime, if something very big was going to happen or when Luka Doncic gets or, traded to the Knicks. We will, of well, course, break enough? that news when it happens. I mean, well, I mean, we'll break the news. Yes. That's true. That's true. We'll tell you about why it happened. That's right. I mean, because he loves Jalen Brunson so much. You know, they've been tampering this whole time. They're actually they got Brunson to tamper with Luca. I think that's what the investigation is is going to find out. He actually loves Tom Thibodeau. It's actually his guy. They they just go way back. I heard. Hey, I heard that the team lawyer for the Knicks. Accidentally sent all the text messages to Mark Cuban. I feel like that's more likely to happen the other way in reverse. Or just both <laughs> no, of them accidentally just... Doesn't Cuban use Cyberdust? Come on. You know, smart guy there, right? I, I have first-hand knowledge he still uses dust. It's called dust now. James Dolan uh, is using a Blackberry yeah. or some T9 or... I don't know. Got one of those <laughs> old Nokias. So, if you can't tell, this is going to be a pretty wheels-off podcast. We're just going to have it's fun. summer! It's summer, man. We're going on vacation. Often when I do things like this, I make sure to get subscribers involved. We just I just sent it out on Twitter today. I said, send me whatever the sickos of Twitter want us three to talk about. And we're going to do that. And Dave demanded. I did not start demand. with a specific question. I didn't. Oh, that was a demand. Hang on. I actually said this was a this was a question that obviously we know the answer to. But I started, I just started to break it down anyway. And you said, wait, 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 wait. Let's start there to set the tone. I mean, I, you know, don't throw me under the bus here. I, that has been the entire existence of this pod. I, we just That's wait until I become a zombie to, to throw me under the bus. All right. So Soulless Jazz, uh, Scammer Sultan on Twitter. Who would survive the zombie apocalypse out of the three of you? 
It's Dave. I, yeah, well, it's Dave. hold on. It's definitely now, Dave. But not for the reasons that people would think. Being tough in a zombie apocalypse, stupid. That's dumb. I'm not a big risk taker. I take calculated risks, right? I, I used to fall safely for a living. Think about that. So I knew how to fall perfectly every single time so that I wouldn't get hurt. Calculated risk. Wrestling days, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. with a zombie okay. apocalypse, the, the, the trick is calculated risks. Now, the, the actual question here is, would you want to survive one? Because the other end is the dark ages. There's no gasoline. Right. There's no electricity. You know, a lot of walking. I guess bicycles exist. You know, you have stuff like that. See, but I think I could gonna, rally to the moment a little bit. I, I, I think, think you'd be I, fine. I think I think I would be, but I think I would stop making calculated risks once I've realized how um, unfun it was. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like just to just yeah, to feel something. I'd, I'd like. I'd, I'd be like, oh, let me take on 10 out of time. Let's just see how that goes. The folks that dream about the idea of a zombie apocalypse, number one, they're not in good enough shape. I'll, I'll just say that right off the bat. Yeah. How, what's, your, how, what's your mile time look like? I mean, zombies yeah, are I relentless. Don't, that's right. I don't have the conditioning. I definitely Can you don't climb? have the conditioning. Can you climb? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you climb? You know what I mean? Can you run, jump, and climb? How, gra- how good of a driver are you? That's, That's that true. matters uh, for the first, you know, six to eight months that gasoline is still good. Austin, can you drive stick? I can't, I can't drive, drive stick. a stick. Oh, I can but drive like, everything. Only, see, I, I can drive I every do. vehicle I, available. I'm, I'm surviving because my apartment door is the strongest door I have ever seen. What I are you watch, eating? I'm, I'm stocking up on. I got to make one run. Wait, gotta make no, one. no, no. But you, there is no making a run once the apocalypse hits. And you don't know it's coming. It's not like... Um, an impending meteor that we get to watch for years out. Oh man, in 10 years, we're, we're done. It's not that. All I got to do is make one successful run. It happens when they're testing, you know, stuff on dead pigs to bring them back to life, which, you know, I don't think the question is here is whether any of the three of us could survive one month. Right. I I mean, okay. To be clear. All right. Yes. Hypothetical question. Yes. I would rebuild civilization. I I think that everyone knows that. Yeah. I'm just saying, six months in, I'm going to be like, my brain's going to be missing so much dopamine that I'm just going to go, like, start trolling the zombies out on, you know, wherever I've decided to hole up. And eventually they're going to pop me, you know? Won't be the most fun. But, you know, I, I, I I can't see myself, like, not going just absolutely bonkers. Just by the lifestyle change of, you know, modern convenience and necessities and luxuries not being available to me. Like, genuinely, that is, like, I'm probably overstating my abilities to actually survive, especially once you factor (laughs) in the other people around us. Like, sorry, I don't think Texas society is one that's going to be really kind to the other survivors and, and, oh, let's all get along. We don't get along in this country. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to be, be an issue. It would be but, a little weird. But but I'm just saying, like something. I I would I would not survive ever- the societal issues of what is being taken away from me at some point down the road. Like that would get me. You guys ever seen that movie? Um, the, it's a Kevin Costner movie. It's called The Postman. Okay, it's a really good movie. It's a post like apocalypse sort of movie. 
Anyway, the the bad guy in that movie is probably who I'd wind up being, only without the uh, unnecessarily violent part. There would be plenty of violence because that's the only way to restore order in a primitive society, which we would be. But it wouldn't be as wanton as you know this guy. What I'm hearing is that Tim just doesn't have that dog in him. Just, I just, <laughs> just just doesn't have what, it. What about anything I've ever done would make you think that? <laughs> I got a cat in me, man. But see, that, I that, got that cat I'll in tell me. You right and now, that's though. not good. No, no, wait. It's not That'll... good for a zombie. Here's the thing. Tim has a lot of skills that would keep him alive because people would be like, hey, you know, Tim's a useful guy to have around. It's it's more than just, I think, right. you know, especially it, it, for once men, the zombies I think our, start our playing initial pro thing basketball, is, how do I run Who's going to cover that's that right. league? That's right. Well, you know, zombie Luca putting up oh. 30 a night. I, I Somebody's got to talk about it. I mean that's a that's one hundred percent where it would go. By the way, uh, you guys have seen <laughs> you. Um, I I mean you know we would we would rein the zombies in and we would put them to work immediately. That's I mean come on. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how this. Would we're go. we're hurting them up. But it's it's cheap. Labor. They're working at Domino's. Yeah, but oh. just wait till they unionize on us. What are we going to do then? Don't let your zombies unionize. If you <laughs> if you get take away anything from this podcast, do not let your zombies unionize. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna do you you, you demanded we ask another non Mavericks. We're it's gonna <laughs> be a mix of everything, man. Like if this pod isn't for you, I'm I'm you're missing out. You should love us. We're fun, but uh, we'll, we will talk a little Mavs. Uh, we'll do that with the next que- with the next question. But first, would you all consider Domino's a restaurant? That's from today in Mavs Facebook. All right. A Twitter so, account named now, today in Matt's Facebook. Austin Very, and I know. immediately jumped all over this because I, I've got some strong feelings here. And, and you know, we, we got to start with Austin, guy, though, because but I want to hear Austin's he's got, take. He's got bona fides. He already has the he has the actual experience here. So I want to hear it. So for those who don't know, I have uh, a Domino's background. My dad, <laughs> my dad had a few Domino's. I grew <laughs> up in a Domino's, Domino's household. Domino's back. I was working in Domino's in 06. <laughs> son of a son of, son of a Domino's owner. Son of a, a Domino's new owner. Thing. And the question whether or not Domino's is a restaurant, no. Domino's is not a restaurant, but it can be sometimes. On on occasion, there are a few okay, out there that saying have more stuff. There well, are a few out on. there That's that are tables. But it, most Domino's are not a restaurant, They're but they up. can be. They're pickup, takeout, but... See, I'm old enough to remember when they would have the eat-in bar in the yeah. restaurant, right? And those are gone now. And so here's the thing. A restaurant, according to uh, the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, is a place where meals are served to the public. Now, serving a meal means you're going to eat it there. That's the way I look at it. I'm putting this meal here and you're going to have it here. It's an eating house. That's one of the other definitions. Domino's. When was the last time anyone in the world ate inside of a Domino's? Okay, without can I interrupt holding y'all? it over a paper plate or over their box or something. Why are like that. we? It's not approaching a this pizza question kitchen. so literally. I because, feel like. Well, that I feel was like the question. the question was being asked in a metaphorical sense. No, he was asking sense. this. He needed to know. This is very, very, a very a divisive topic in our country, and we need to know whether or not Domino's. Is a restaurant, and it's not. 
And thankfully, the only it issue is pizza in this at least. Papa John's it is pizza. Isn't. Papa John's is not. Pa- Papa John's is a cheese it bread pop- substance. No, yeah, that's right. Domino's is real pizza though. You remember uh, on um, Good Kid, Mad City, the Kendrick album, uh, when it's the voicemail and his dad's in the background yelling, "Give me my damn Domino's." Um, this is probably just a very white recollection, but for like ten years of my life, I thought he was talking about like pizza, and he was talking about the the, the game. Daddy talking about some damn dominoes. He wanna holler at you too. Go ahead, Kenny. Go. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Where my motherfucking dominoes at? Kenny. What? I'm on his voicemail. Damn fool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Where my motherfucking dominoes at? Uh, there, there, there can be a lot of interpretations of that voicemail. Yeah. Well, it could have been supposed to be. It could have been the greatest dominoes out of all time. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah, this this entire time, I thought I thought that they were trying to pick up from uh, in a a, a rush, not a restaurant, but you know, I understand now. Anyway, that just came to mind. Should should we so, do a basketball question now? I oh man, do we have to? Let's uh, do two no, of the non basketball for every basketball. It's summer. We're all hanging out. Yeah, that's a good ratio. We'll we'll just yeah. we'll play it by ear. So there's two questions that basically will serve as one, and it's it's basically just a current update on the Mavs. Uh. At Too Much Mavs asked, why is every media person saying the Mavericks have to make a move or is expecting a move to happen soon? And then Mavs Network says, so, uh, that last roster spot, what do we think is going to happen there? And here, I'll say this. Um, as media member, uh, why is every media member saying that the Mavericks have to make a move? I think a month ago, I felt more confident that was going to happen before the season started. Or not a month ago, I, even even a few weeks ago. Uh, for one, it just made sense logically. It still makes sense logically. But I think there was also an expectation, um, or there was not a... We didn't realize in advance how much the Rudy Gobert trade would really mess up the trade market, to be frank. And just make every single seller have sky-high... I guess you can say unrealistic. I was going to say unrealistic, but inflation hit the NBA because Utah got that trade offer. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. You know, like I used to be able to get a a star from another team for two, for two ninety nine. Now I gotta, I gotta pay five ninety nine first round picks. That's the cost. I don't know. That was. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but gas prices are starting to drop. I think that the trade market is also starting to cool off. I mean, it's been stuck in mud, right? So. the Rudy Gobert trade, I, I do think that everyone is insane about it. It's a great trade for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that that's a dirt cheap trade for Rudy Gobert, who is a walking top five defense. He solves 10 problems for them and makes them instantly a top four team in the West to me. They have so much talent now with Rudy. So the, everyone's taking the wrong message from this. The The message should be, Throw all your bullshit picks at a superstar or, you know, Rudy's not a superstar, but he's a a star player, a, a, definitely a star center. Throw all your picks at this. There, The market is what the market is for that player. Let, let it be known Rudy, that Dave these before, picks aren't even going to be good. Did not want to talk about basketball on this podcast. Now like, like, at all. Hot is now analyzing Rudy a Gobert. Minnesota Timberwolves trade. Listen, on a I Dallas Mavericks Dave. podcast. But so here's Austin, the reason. Austin, here's what's, what's going on. The last roster spot. I, I want to address the, okay, the, go ahead. why why everyone expects a trade. And it's because the Mavs went out and got Christian Wood. They signed JaVale. They still have Maxi and Dwight Powell still on the roster. That's why. Because you have four guys 
making money, and you really only need three. That's why. Yeah, right. I mean, it, the, the yeah. roster is just incomplete. That's I think that's why it's if you if you were making this roster on 2K, they'd be like, yeah, you don't have enough point guards to move forward. Do you want us to autofill and, and sign a point guard for like they they need one more person who knows how to handle the basketball like Tyus Jones, right? If they could have gotten Tyus Jones, it would have been great. They at this point, they didn't seem like any kind of vet minimum point guard just to even just eat up minutes, because if Luca or Spencer got hurt for a game, they would have one point guard. Can Jared Jack play? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have Trey Burke anymore. Mike like, James. Mike James. They're, oh, yeah. No, no. Can't be Mike James. Mike James was uh, saying Steph Curry's not very good, so can't have that. I didn't even know he was in media. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Media. He was just on podcasts. Yeah. Oh, okay, New media. Okay. So uh, what I'll say is that I think my understanding is the Mavericks want to make a trade. Uh, it is only logical to think that they will at some point. I probably assumed to an to an extent but also had a had a belief in in you know through people I was talking to that that trade would be made before the season i think it's possible it comes at some point after that but i still think it's fairly likely that something happens prior to the start of the season uh it's just again it just seems like the inevitable outcome to all this the logical one so how's that Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Okay, now, yeah. now, silly question. <laughs> Do y'all want to ask one, or should I pop one in? No, you're, you're, you're in charge. All right, let's just go with the next one on the uh, list of uh, other questions, as I titled them, because I didn't really have a better uh, term for that. I thought about saying dumb questions, but I'm, I love a dumb question. Reddit Mavericks asked, "Do you believe in a thing called love?" <laughs> and I put this on the list because I've been watching a lot of Nathan Fielder lately. <laughs> and not just his new show, which there's been Twitter discourse about. I uh, The rehearsal on HBO. There has been, there's been some Twitter discourse. At least yeah, I, I've seen some. I've seen some. So Sorry, guys. I've been in Montana preparing fun. for the zombie apocalypse. So. 
but and I know I know Austin, you've you've watched this a little bit. Um, but I went back also and watched the series finale of uh, s- series finale of Nathan for you, and I think the genius of Nathan Filder is like he has this way of making you feel emotions that you can't quite explain. It's like it's more about the human condition and like because he's filming this docu series. It's it's um. And you know he's playing a character, and you know that you know he's getting these very like intimate moments that are also being caught by a television crew because they're recorded on your TV. And it's like, where does lines and like the blurring of human emotion and feeling start and end? And so I don't know. This is not good podcasting or interesting at all. But I saw that, and I'm like, I need to discuss this somewhere. And I'm choosing my podcast. Tim, how did that I answer do, that question? Hang on, it doesn't at all. But I do. Well, okay, I have an answer. Hold on, I want to ask you guys. You you saw, you've seen the Ricky Gervais Office, right? It's it's genius. Like it's. it's I've seen a couple episodes. I'm not familiar with. Okay, yeah. I highly recommend watching. I mean, it's really good. I mean, it's really good. However, you feel about Ricky Gervais now, he he was onto something there, right? The idea was that show was about how soul crushing it is to work in a like for a corporation and in an office setting in particular. Your forced interactions and all. Nathan, for you, is the real-life version of that. I haven't watched the rehearsal yet, but that awkwardness, the the secondhand embarrassment stuff that you feel, Ricky Gervais did that on The Office. So, like, when I I like uh, Nathan Fielder a lot for that reason. Like, he's really good at tapping into that secondhand embarrassment where you feel bad for everybody involved and he just reacts so – perfectly awkwardly that it makes it, it makes you like it's funny but it also makes you feel empathy which is such a unique feeling in comedy we're usually you know we're laughing at stuff but there we're laughing at it but we're also like oh but also that sucks so i i get the i get why like you said that you don't quite understand how to feel about it uh but as far as believing in i mean come on we cover basketball for a living. Like, why do you do that? It's not because we make the most money. Now I'm getting very, like, I'm going to get serious about love and basketball. But the truth is, like, it's not because you make the most money. It's because you love stuff, right? Like, there's a passion behind it. So, you know, I refuse to live my life without thinking that it's a real thing. It's real enough for me. Austin, would I, you like to follow up? Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it's different for every person that the 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 commonality of what love is dis- defined and described is showed and, and shown in, you know, like we're hammered by mass media. Just and, listen and to the rhythm of my heart. For a lot of human. Yeah. yeah it, well, I think this probably goes for a lot of human emotions is that we all kind of like play act our way through life to an extent where we we see us like we're told in so many ways, this is what this looks and feels like. And I think I think what that show was really doing well is like letting kind of showing like to what extent is anything real except what's real to you, if that makes sense. I mean, I only got really one answer for this, and that's that I, I never believed in love until I met Reddit Mavs in person, and now <laughs> I believe in it forever. <laughs> All right, oh, let's do a boy. basketball question. <laughs> Yeah, that was very esoteric. <laughs> wait. All right, wait, here's on, a fun one. On. Here's a really on. fun one. What? 
I'm, I'm looking at this bad guys making podcast question. I'm trying to figure out who it's about, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. Jonathan Scott asked, am I crazy for wanting to expedite the reset button on salaries by wanting Westbrook in a first round pick for Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, and Bertons? So this floated around some of those Mavs accounts. I think it originated as, you know, just that link. You know, Bleacher Report is always always publishing trades. I don't really like to delve in those worlds a lot, but this one's fascinating. The instant reaction is like, no, the Mavs don't want Westbrook. I thought when I first saw it a few days back, I thought it was inspired by, you know, the type of people who thought Westbrook was still better than the player he actually is. And as I've thought about this more and come to an understanding, this is basically the Mavericks saying... We'll take on this massive one-year salary, and we'll clear it. Yes. Because we have salaries that extend past that. They're all semi-useful players. They'll help a team like the Lakers, uh, you know, addition by subtraction maybe even. Um, But then the Mavericks all of a sudden just have a very different landscape going into the summer of 2023 and the summer of summer, uh, the summer of 2024. Of all the years... To take a step back, to take a step forward, this is the one. I don't know if you guys know this, but Kawhi Leonard's coming back. John Wall is healthy, looking good. Clippers are going to be way better. Uh, Also, Minnesota got Rudy Gobert. I don't know if you guys know about that trade. The Warriors are coming back. I think the Lakers are going to be better just because I think Anthony Davis and LeBron should play more games. It's going to be a tough year in the West. Jokic got help. It's it's not a bad trade. And also, I can make an argument, not even a step back. I think Russell Westbrook maybe would play okay off the ball with Luka. I don't I mean, I don't know, but he's also not an awful culture guy. The the issues with uh, with Westbrook are all on the court, and if it was a real problem, it's one year left, you pay him to stay home. It's not a big deal. I'm not sure I agree with everything you just said, but this isn't about Westbrook. And so let's like, right. The the question is right. Exactly. (laughs) But I'm saying for, for the moving pieces, I think, I think it's totally fine. But for the salary machinations, first round picks and having that expiring salary for, for next summer when there's actually going to be maybe some free agents. It's a, I think it's a really good deal. I would do it. Do you, do, Austin, would you trust the Mavericks to actually use cap space to improve the team, though? I, I think I think that, that's where I'm coming down on it, and, and that's where I'm struggling. The first-round pick is very valuable. And yes. that gives... They haven't had a surplus of first-rounders, and I, have, I can't even remember the last time they had more first-rounders than having fewer than, like, than the ones they've given away. But that would allow them to actually make other moves and also would clear up their cap space. They could... Even if they don't sign a star, go sign another quality player. Go sign someone else that can fill that role because they do need another high quality starter. And you get a, you kind of hit a reset button. You lose. I mean, I think Hardaway is a good player, and Bertans it can be useful, but you're not, you're not taking a huge step back. And Westbrook can he he is still a average NBA player. It, also, you're not relying on him. You don't need him. You got to gotta separate the money. From the player. It was remember remember Chris Paul a couple years ago? I mean, now Chris Paul is a better player than Russ is right now, uh, uh, for sure. But a couple years ago, the second he signed that contract, Austin, they were saying, 
oh, no, no, he's not good enough for this. And, and he's washed. It's like, no, he just signed a new contract that makes more money. Yeah, and I think Westbrook's biggest problem is not just his on-court play. It's who he thinks he currently is. If you get him to buy into a new role, then I actually think he'd be a fine player, but I don't think he wants to. That's the problem. The problem is he still thinks he is MVP Russell Westbrook, and he should be playing 35 minutes a game and taking however many shots and starting and have everything his way. He can't really just fit in and buy into another system. If he could do that, I honestly think that's a good trade. Yeah. But I don't think he can. Yeah. I could say how if the Mavericks could have had Jalen Brunson back at $26 million a year annually, and they were to make a move like that that easily cleared salary space, and all of a sudden that $26 million doesn't look so bad, I, I could get into a whole thing about that. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not. I will not. We're going to move on. Let's see. Okay, Grayson M- uh, MFFL, at Grayson M- MFFL. That's a tricky one to say out loud. I don't say that out loud a lot. I say mm-hmm. it. I write it. M F F L. Yeah. It's just a double F. Like your mouth isn't isn't it's not set up to say F F yeah. twice in a row. Um just not a hateful person. Um <laughs> He says favorites uh favorite two thousands band, movie, and NBA player, no Mavs and no Nash. I mean two thousands like meaning like 2000 to 2010 or whatever that that, decade i i i thought it was that decade by the no nash inclusion i mean for me it'd be manu ginobili because he's probably my favorite player ever um band i i don't know man like i i kind of checked out on music during that decade it was it was really bad not a lot of good stuff happening in the 2000s. The Sorry, I know that's your, your formative and years. Funny, yeah, the strokes jumped to mind for me too. And yeah, my point is, I listen, I really like, I really like the last strokes album. Um, I like the, you know what? The darkness I go back came out in the ones, 2000s. I, I'm into, like, I like that. Uh, shout yeah. out to Reddit Mavs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cheat and say Outcast, calling them a band. M- more, more than one person. Outcast is a band. It is a band. Are They're they a band? T- I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm I'm cheating saying and saying outcast player. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna go Trace McGrady. I was a yeah. I had all the T Mac shoes. Trace McGrady was now that's one of those you needed to be there to see him. I, I agree with that, man. He was a he was he was like top three, like close to like being best player in the league. Good, yeah, a couple years. Yeah, it was crazy. If he was playing now, I mean, we would you know he'd be a top be five doing, player now, trying to build super teams around him. Oh yeah. Uh far as movie goes, it's my favorite movie of all time. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> the the, just, the greatest movie ever made. No one's ever I never I never would have guessed that, but now that you said it, it just it feels like just painfully yeah. on brand. Yeah, yeah it's it perfect very on the nose. It's absolutely yeah. a perfect film. Highly recommend Hot Fuzz. I mean, the the entire Well, all right. World's End's not that great, but the Cornetto trilogy is pretty good. Logan Thompson asked, for the sake of lineup construction, do you see Luka as a pure point guard or a point forward in the way that we didn't call LeBron a point guard throughout his career? This is kind of kind of in the vein of what we're yeah. doing. This is more theoretical. Pure part, point guard to me, but like why is there why is there that hesitation? Because I guess I've never 
truly thought of LeBron as a as a point guard, even though I would be like, yeah, he's the you know, he's the driver of the offense, offensive is, initiator, is it, right? Is here's what here's what it is. Maybe like I've, I've seen a push recently, um, like over the past few years, a lot of the analytics accounts have started identifying players not by position. Yes. And I think this is smart, but by what they do. Right. Primary ball handler, secondary ball handler, handler, stationary shooter, cutting uh, big men. And I, 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 is, is that where this hesitation come from? Is there something Maybe. that differentiates the top option in a point guard? Yeah. I think this comes from just from the pure fact that LeBron came into the league when we had very, very strict position guidelines. It was small for LeBron James every single year. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back. He also had a point guard every single year, and he would right. talk about his point guard, and people recognize that was the point guard of the team, and LeBron pl- that plays off of him. That guy didn't play point guard. That's, that's the thing, he right? Didn't. That, I, I agree he didn't play LeBron point guard. LeBron was the point. The view was there's a point guard, and then there's LeBron, and he's just doing his own LeBron thing. But there was no... There was no big initiator. That was not like a term people used right. in the 2000s. So I think if LeBron entered the league in 2023 and not 2003, he would just be considered just a huge point guard. And they would be like, right. yeah, he's, he's, he's a point Magic guard. Magic Johnson. Yeah, he'd be Magic Johnson. No one argues whether Magic Johnson was a point guard or not. Yeah. Right? At all. So the other the other thing with LeBron is he wouldn't bring the ball up the court a lot. And I think yeah. just, just that subtle distinction, because we've been told – or like even uh, even in youth basketball, in youth basketball, the point guard brings the ball up the court. And, and so it's 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 almost drilled into you within the context of the sport of basketball. Right. That if you're bringing the ball up, you're the point guard. And so that Draymond's subtle a point distinction guard. of, I don't know, Chris Duhon or, or the point guards, you know, Mo Williams, certainly uh, those players who were not LeBron bringing it up, even though LeBron was. Chris Duhon, man, Chris uh, Duhon even, can ball, even though. Man. Yeah, he could ball. He was he was he was He's out good. there, man. Chris Duhon did, with Mike D'Antoni was magic. Did Starbury play for those Cavs teams for a season? I don't think, I think he, he did. Maybe not. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I, I think I think that's part of it. And maybe undeniably, if you were to list, you know, the descriptive roles that I was right. kind of just naming, that's what LeBron was: primary primary ball handler or Luka, primary Luka shot creator. a point guard by any conventional definition. I think splitting yes. hairs about it. Doesn't make much sense. The one pushback that you you might get is when people say pure point guard, they mean guy who doesn't score usually, guy who doesn't look for his own buckets. That doesn't exist anymore. Like, we have to change the definition of pure point guard. And I'm not going into the whole, like, uh, initiator, wing, big. I'm just saying what a point guard is. Like, a pure point guard now is a guy who creates separation can score and also play make. That's a pure point guard. So right. Steph Curry is a pure point guard in the modern NBA. The way that it works now, Luca is one. LeBron it's is help one. defense, right? Like because if you're not a threat to score, the players that you are That's playmaking right. for won't be open. Because the league is different. Yeah, it's just it, it is just a differently. I mean, I don't want to hammer Bob Cousy, but Bob Cousy. In the modern game where it's like, I'm only looking to pass. We, we've we seen Rajon Rondo, who just went pass first point guard. That's what most people identify as a pure point. Well, that's not a useful player as, as a starting caliber player in the NBA. You cannot do that anymore. So the definition just needs to change for, you know, what casual fans think is a pure point guard. 
So when you say, is he a pure point guard? I mean, he's not shorter than 6'4", so he's not a uh, traditional point guard, but he's a pure point guard in that the role that he plays is what we would all call the point. He's bringing the ball up. He is the point of attack on offense. He starts the offense 90% of the time. I'm, and I'm then gonna, he can score. I'm going to take this question to the next level. Why doesn't anybody call Allen Iverson a point guard? Because he played with Eric Snow. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Like, he was a point guard. Allen Iverson was a point guard. I mean, I, I think that there's probably some stuff there where, you know, he didn't want to be the point guard on the, on the roster sheet. It's, Remember, you know, Michael you know, Jordan was a shooting guard, guys. <laughs> and, and I know, like, I'm older than y'all, but being a shooting guard mattered to us. <laughs> it mattered to us. You know what the common link here is? Eric Snow. Eric Snow negated <laughs> Allen Iverson and LeBron James. I That's brought that it. full circle. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm going oh, deep man. on these basketball. I can't believe we're getting so deep on the basketball. We, we talked about Chris Duhon and Eric Snow. So That's if anyone says good. this podcast wasn't about basketball, it absolutely was. It's a it was broad-ranging podcast that goes And zombie Luka Doncic. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, Coops, uh, at Luka DeGoat is his handle. Dream okay. place to vacation to. I don't know, man. It's hard. Yeah, Vaca- I feel like a vacation yeah. is like, I guess it varies, right? Are we talking, I'm going on an adventure or I'm going someplace to chill out? Because those are two different things. You know, I, I'm not a guy who cares about seeing stuff. So I've been to the Louvre, but I don't care about it. I didn't see the Mona Lisa in the Louvre. Like, it, that's not the shit I care about. So, like, I go to Paris. I've got a couple of places that I like to hang out. There's some cool little wine bars that I like. Um, I walk a lot. But that to me is a vacation. Now, if I'm going if, if, to like, I'm going to go on a 20 day hike, that's an adventure. So it's a different thing. So I think for a vacation, man, you know what? Never been to Tahiti. Seems nice, though. Yeah, I know we're weirdos answering this in yes. the, the weirdest way yes. possible. Uh, certainly the, me and you. Point. I don't, I don't think, I don't. I don't know if I ever want to have a dream vacation. I don't want to have some place that I like going <laughs> to more than the rest. No, a dream vacation. No, no, so, no, no. A place that you no, really want to go to. I think if it's I an like somewhere so much that it's yeah. the main place I want to visit, well, I want to live there is what sure. I'm trying to say. If I have that much enjoy, if a, if a okay, place Tim, or a location. Yeah. Wait, there are places that are better to visit than to live. Vegas. Well, I hate that. Somehow. Yeah, who wants to go there? It didn't, didn't help that I had COVID for yeah. six days in the uh, Mandalay Bay Hotel. <laughs> but, but you know, ago. I think there's a difference between just like, again, a, a vacation to, I mean, I, like I love uh, Edinburgh. I love Copenhagen. That's not a vacation because I just go there and kind of blend in. So I think going and doing something is more what, or not doing something. So like, Tahiti is one of those places where I don't think I'd want to live there, but I bet I would love to hang out there for like 10 days. I really do want to go back to Ljubljana. So there's a, I, uh, I love it. I love yeah. that place. I could live there though. I'm going to go straight Lake Como in Italy. I'm just having a great time. I'm running out of Villa. Having a great you time. You just water. finished a big heist. You're hanging out yeah. with your buddies. Just hanging 11 out. 11 of them. We had 11 of them. We're having, we're having the best time of our lives. We robbed, we robbed that casino. They didn't see it coming. It's, <laughs> It's a, it's a great time. That's that's how you relax. That's how you get away, and that's how you treat yourself. But, but could I live in paradise every single day? I don't know. That it might get tough. Como's interesting, man. I I like Como a lot. It's a, I'm a big fan of that area. 
If I mean, if you really, really close to Switzerland, so you can pop up and get some real. I'm just trying to drink wine at, at one o'clock with some old Italian uncles and just have a great time. Either one o'clock. Either one o'clock. Yeah, eight or p.m. Actually, one to yeah. one. Let's that. That's your shift. Yeah, it's all natural over there. Good question. I uh, love that people are asking us fun questions. <laughs> Elon Murdoch. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce that Twitter handle. Will you do one episode that is 77 minutes long? Yeah, Tim. Maybe that you? should be our season preview episode. We should we should do a, a what for us would be a marathon. Let's do 77 episodes that are 77 minutes long. Uh, Let's not do that. No, nah. it's only one. I like, I like our. We started by trying to do. I remember way back in the day, we were trying to do like twenty minute episodes, and we just we just naturally. So we'll have some episodes that like twenty three. This one's long. All right. Yeah, this one this one's extending out a little bit. I love the thirty four thirty five minute range. Yeah, it's perfect. That's so good. Like that's what I enjoy listening to too as well. What if you could double that? What if you could double that 34, 35? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, can, I, like, can I be honest? They don't pay us more if we go longer. I mean, it's true. I mean, maybe you guys not your contract, be- but like in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, Austin, sorry. This is going to be a two-parter. We'll, uh- <laughs> I mean, Austin, you just said you didn't want to live every day in paradise. And paradise is a form of heaven. And now you're talking about doubling the perfect amount of heaven? Which is 34 minutes? Nope. 33 and a half? All right. Should we, should we close out with Arby's or carrot cake? Um, <laughs> we could do both. Which one do you have a stronger take on, Austin? Well, Doyle I, asked about uh, Doyle Raider, the Kobe beef, asked about carrot cake. I mean, and Birdie, surely not a real name, asked a, a question that said, my question is, how do you feel about Arby's? I'm but feeling Arby's. It ends with a question mark. So I knew that it was a question. And so, I don't know. Okay. I edited Here, it down a little bit. I have an Arby's take. I like that Arby's has euros. I like that Arby's has. They have euros? Yes. They try to make a fried a, a fried chicken sandwich that's good. They have more than just roast beef. They also had curly fries before everybody yeah, they else the meats. did. They did. We they know. were first on curly fries. Right? And they did the, the onion uh, bun. For the roast beef. I, look, people are scared of new stuff. And Arby's is constantly pushing the envelope. Let's not just hate on Arby's for the sake of... I understand everybody spends too much time on Twitter. And Arby's gets hammered. Arby's, not that bad. But, you know, I mean, I'm not eating Arby's. Let's be honest. I think I think I was a teenager the last time I went to an Arby's. They also used to have a they used to have beautiful glass buildings for their fast food. I was just like, why is this? Did you guys get a, like a great architect for this? Like, I, they are pushing the envelope. They it, were trying to make a restaurant. Yeah, not it, just a place where you Arby's eat a restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, Arby's makes me feel kind of like Nathan Fielder, or like. We're just on a rock moving through space. Might as well just do faster, faster by the day. Yeah. Faster by the day. Push the envelope. Eat Arby's. Those are great answers. Really happy that y'all just knocked that out of the park. I will say, I don't think, um, I don't think Birdie was uh, looking, asking that with the most serious intentions. I have some inside info there. (laughs) Um, But there we go. Uh, okay, cake, I have one question I want to read. Carrot cake is good. I, I have no, Keep the nuts I, out of it, though. 
Yeah, no carrot cake good. I have no opinion. No nuts, no grapes, none of, or no raisins, none of that stuff. Just carrot cake, very good. I have one more question. I'm just going to read. I don't. I think I'd get in trouble if I answer it. But uh, <laughs> Tim Beam, I have to acknowledge Ultralight Beam on Twitter. That's his handle. Why are there still so many bad guys making podcasts? Do you think we just need more good guys with podcasts to stop the bad guys <laughs> making podcasts? I, who are the bad guys making podcasts? There are man. actually like, a lot of bad guys out there making I mean, podcasts. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot of bad faith I mean, actors. In we made life. an Alex Jones joke earlier today. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> Doesn't Steve Bannon um, have a podcast? You know, the problem is they all make them from home. If you want, I mean, that's the issue, right? Like you can do whatever you can sling whatever the hell you want from the comfort of your home. But what happens when you have to step outside and see people? See, this is, this is like, if you want me to be serious, the internet caused like a disconnect. And so maybe that's why we have so many bad guys who are able to just be sneaky and sneak into your mind a little bit with their podcasts. So yeah, we do need more good guys with podcasts to stop the bad guys with podcasts. And we got to stop. We got to close the podcast loops. We got to make sure that the bad guys cannot access podcasts. Yeah, we need background checks on podcasts. It should just be ubiquitous at this point. Yeah. You should have to fill a very long form. Sorry, have you ever worked a job before? Okay, cool. You can have a podcast. Oh, you never worked? Oh, sorry. You don't have anything interesting to say, bro. If we just did a mental health check before you get a podcast, we'd have so much, so many better podcasts and so fewer bad ones. I mean, we don't have a podcast problem. We have a mental health problem. <laughs> Those are really nice answers. They're, they were wrong. We need to ban every podcast. Burn them down. Man. And that's why I'm eagerly, eagerly awaiting the zombie apocalypse because you know what? There's no podcasts. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. When we come back... In late September, as planned, we're going to be moving to a twice-a-week schedule and have two podcasts every week. If you add them together, they might equal up 77 minutes. So that's kind of kind of what we're looking for. So we'll 77 minutes a week with Tim Cato. A week. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll have more information about everything we have planned and things like that when we get there. If we really need to, we'll pop back on the feed in the meantime. But thanks, everyone, so much. You listen all season, a very long season, a season that's ending in August on August 4th. Uh, really appreciate everybody who, uh, who, who followed, who downloaded, who did all of those good things. Thank you, Austin, Dave, Mike Pellucci, who wasn't here today, my usual gang co-host, Kent Garrison. Kent Garrison, producer. our wonderful producer. So like many Pat guests. Pat Summerall right now at the all of end these of people. the NFC Championship game when they didn't have the Super Bowl and have to thank all the guys that work on the show. You see, that's the thing. Once they put you in front of a microphone, I had no idea I was going to say any of the stuff I just said, but I had a oh, microphone in front of me and I was like, oh wait, do I have to say thank you to people? So actually, I hate all y'all. Bye. He plays Fortnite just like me. I am 34. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future. The future is Luke, a big dick Donchich from the home of Melania Trump. How many kids you have? Don't fight the future. It tears me apart. Don't fight the future. Please be nice to Luke.
your four-time MVP. Oh, my God. Oh! oh! Shut it down. Oh Let's go home. <laughs> it's a wrap, Doug. Man, that is a wrap. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.